We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 28th, 2014. And today's first report is entitled, Composing Only 5% of the World's Population, Americans Take 50% of All Pharmaceutical Drugs. While Americans comprise only 5% of the world's population, we consume an incredible 50% of Big Pharma's drugs, as explained in Jeff Hayes' documentary film, Doctored. And there's a link to the film if you're interested there. Make no mistake, these drugs are meant to keep us imprisoned in poor health, not heal us. Again, you cannot drug your body into good health. It's time to kick the drug habit in America. Tell the drug pushers, Merck, Pfizer, Novartis, Roche, Galaxa, SmithKline, Abbott, AstraZeneca, Amagen, Eli Lilly, Bristol-Myers, Squibb, and Sanofi, along with the FDA, FDA and the CDC, that you are going cold turkey. Now, my comment, as a doctor, I personally almost never advise this, meaning going cold turkey, as your body has usually built a dependency on the drug you are taking. If you've been on it for any length of time, it's built a dependency. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to go off all this cold turkey. And they do, and then they really start having massive withdrawal, side effects, things of this nature. What you need to do is implement some type of specific, typically supplemental nutritional protocol prior to ever going off the drug. And then as you get that those things into your system, whole foods and herbs and things of this nature, then you start to wean yourself slowly off the drugs and monitor your how you feel from day to day. Uh, that's, that's the wise way to do it. Uh, I don't ever tell anybody to come off stuff cold turkey, typically. Anyway, let's go further. Sadly, Americans are more familiar with names like Abilify, Nexium, Plavix, Crestor, Ativare, and Cymbalta. These are some of the top-selling drugs of Big Pharma. The names like Aloe Vera, Cucurmia longa, um, which is a cucurmin thing, uh, Alum... Sativium, which I believe is garlic, Moringa, Oleferia, it's the Moringa plant, and all indigenous plants that have healed millions around the world. You've likely heard the phrase before that a dozen huge corporations are keeping Americans popping pills while they rake in billions. But have you really thought of what these numbers translate to in terms of real health? Well, again, it's not about health. It's about disease propagation care, really, is what we're dealing with here. Next report, over 10,000 American toddlers are being given ADHD drugs. According to CDC officials, this is their own statistics, more than 10,000 American toddlers, toddlers, children who are just two to three, are being medicated for alleged attention deficit disorder. ADHD, or ADD. There are a few studies on the impact of the psychostimulant ADHD drugs like Ritalin um, or amphetamines like Adderall in the young children. However, we do know that side effects of the ADHD drugs include stunted growth, insomnia, hallucinations, so there's a demonic component, obviously. If you're getting hallucinations, I'm sorry, but that's pretty much the the deal there. High blood pressure. It's always good to have high blood pressure in a toddler. Involuntary movements, aggressive behavior, heart attack, and again, another good one for a toddler there. Brain hemorrhage, stroke, migraines, and seizures. Emerging evidence also suggests that Ritalin can cause long-term damage to developing prefrontal cortexes. Um, I wonder if that would have anything to do with dumbing us down and, and just defiling us at the earliest possible age. 
resulting in rigid behavior difficulties with multitasking or problems with short-term memory later in life. Again, Satan's always trying to defile the children at an earlier and earlier age, and this is a big way. I mean, you're giving drugs to a two- or three-year-old? These, these MDs that are doing this are, are nothing more than glorified drug pushers. They're, they're, that's all they are. This is criminal behavior. Totally criminal behavior. Emerging evidence also suggests that Ritalin can cause long-term damage to developing... Oh, we already talked about that. Prefrontal cortexes. Technically, there is not even a diagnosis for ADD in children under three years old. In part, this is because hyperactivity and impulsivity are developmentally appropriate for toddlers. I mean, you heard of the terrible twos? It's not like you're dealing with this, well, I'm a mature two-year-old, you know, please pass the liver pate and the beluga caviar, the red, not the black, and could I have another slice of that pheasant under glass and that Peking duck, and when is the lobster thermidor coming? You know what I mean? You're not dealing with that when you're dealing with a two- or three-year-old. You know? So, <laughs> this is total insanity. Uh, so, they're just medicating kids just for being kids now, at this point. And that's, it's, it's, we, we need to all walk around like absolute mindless automatons that have been literally lobotomized by all of the meds being given. And that's exactly what they're trying to create. Pretty much, that type of society. This type, that type of society will be very, very susceptible to whatever their handlers tell them to do. Oh, you want me to take the mark of the beast in my right hand or my forehead? No problem, Mr. Satan guy. You've gotten me this far. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you all the way to hell, basically is why they're doing this. So another fact illuminated by the CDC study is toddlers on Medicaid, free or low-cost health care provided by the government for low-income families, are disproportionately more likely to be prescribed ADHD. Well, they really want to kill the poor off. And they really want to dumb them down. Uh, even more so. So the CDC analysis, which studied Medicaid recipients in Georgia and projected the data nationally, found that 1 in 225 toddlers on Medicaid are being medicated for ADHD. Uh, let's see here. Let's go further. This means that at least 10,000 poor kids are being drugged for a medically non-existent behavior. By the way of comparison, only 4,000 toddlers covered by private insurance are being given ADHD meds. Research also found that effective non-pharmacological treatments, including providing a more structured environment for children, children were being ignored. Well, I guarantee you what else, also what's being ignored is doing any type of clinical nutritional supplementation, looking at their diet, you know, this type of stuff, which, you know, is really the main thing. I mean, if, if the kid's walk around a sugar addict, he's full of candida, I mean, that by itself is going to give you ADHD technically. I mean, that age range, you're going to have that behavior pattern anyway. But like we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago with the psychiatry Industry, they're just everybody's a potential customer. Everybody. So now, if we go back to um, uh, the main report here, annual sales for just about for one drug, Humira, was nine point three billion. That puts Abbott, I guess Abbott's the one that makes it, squarely on top of the list as the 
as one of the most successful drug companies of all time. One drug, one year, $9.3 billion. This particular drug is meant to inhibit, supposedly inhibit, cancerous tumor growth. But there are dozens of natural remedies for the same purpose. Consider turmeric, papaya leaf, grapeseed extract, ginger, and a host of other inexpensive plants uh, that can treat cancer. Here are four cancer-fighting foods, which cost about $3 per day, $3 per day per item. So, there's there's a link there to this. Global cancer rates to skyrocket by 70% over the next 20 years as conventional medical fail medicine fails. So, that's a... That's actually one of the um, things here. Now, what the cancer industry does not want you to know about chemotherapy and radiation. Radiation-induced secondary cancers have exploded in the last two decades due to the radiation treatment. So you get the radiation? Well, a secondary cancer is going to happen because you got the radiation. And... That's exploded over the last two decades, and, and just be prepared, You're, it's going to happen. 90% of chemo patients die within 10 to 15 years after treatment, and the cause is never attributed to the treatment. Oh, how convenient. Well, chemotherapy, um, for a long time, was just literally diluted leftover mustard gas from World War II. I'm not making this stuff up. And it's an absolute beyond poison that they're injecting into you. So they're trying to poison the cancer cells and they're poisoning you at the same time. So of course you're going to die within 10 to 15 years after treatment. 90% of chemotherapy patients do. More than 50% of all cancer patients suffer significant treatment-related toxicity. Uh, Chemotherapy does not eliminate breast, colon, or lung cancers, yet chemo drugs are still used on these cancers. Well, that's great. That's, that's, That's wonderful. Patients who undergo chemo are 14 times more likely to develop leukemia. Oh, I'm only 14 times more likely to develop leukemia? Hey, it's more money for the medical cartel. You know, repeat repeat customers. 14 times more likely to develop leukemia and six times more likely to develop cancers of the bones, joints, and soft tissues than those who do not undergo chemotherapy. Chemotherapy drugs directly damage the DNA. Ah, hmm, imagine that. Chemotherapy actually boosts cancer growth. Uh, in the long run, 68% increase in chemo drug. There has been a 68% increase in chemo drugs since 2003. So that's good to know that they're heeding what we're talking about here, and they're they're really trying to curtail the use. No, it's only went up 68% since 2003, and then there's been a 75% increase in cancer projected by the year 2030, all by design to kill us off quicker. So they're only projecting cancer go up by 75%. What it is now. Epidemic levels, essentially, by 2030. So, you, you, I mean, you, you think there's no um, effort afoot to kill us off in every way, shape, and form that Satan can get his grimy hooks into us? It's unbelievable. Now, here's some, here's some things that you can watch uh, regarding cancer. Healing the Elite Way. Uh, this was a, a video that Lindsay Williams put out on some different cures that he found by being um, around the elite, the literal billionaire-type people, what they were doing. And they were using natural treatments to treat things. And they liked him and let him in on a few of their secrets. Some of this I knew about. One of them was the uh, the carnivora.com that you can get. Um, I give you the website there. It's www.carnivora, C-A-R, 
N-I-V-O-R-A.com. But there's a whole video you can watch here of him going over this. I watched it and I think it was some really good material. Or, or I wouldn't be, you know, putting it out. I, I think he made a lot of really good points. And then here's another one. Here's how I healed my mother's skin cancer without drugs. Okay, so there's one there. Um, if you go up to the internet and key in Indian herb and then cancer, I believe the website's like Lifeline. And they sell an Indian herb, and I think they sell a water, too. I never really use the water, but I guarantee you that paste they sell will annihilate skin cancers. Okay? Uh, it works. I know it works. I never I never had to use it, but I know patients that have used it, and it works. The one thing about it, it's very aggressive, and um, it will it will light you up. This stuff. It goes aggressively after the cancer, that Indian herb salve. Um, so it's not the most pleasant way, and I would do a lot of things to heal the skin afterwards so that there's not a lot of scarring, you know? Vitamin E oil and aloe vera and various ways that you can accelerate um, healing of scars and things of this nature. Maybe even serapeptase, the enzyme that helps break down scar tissue. Depends on how big the area you're treating, but that Indian herb stuff's unbelievable. Um, Then here's another one. Thunder God Vine, don't really like the name too much, but Thunder God Vine compound annihilates cancer in 40 days, researchers discover. There's another one. So here's another one. Uh, Doctors stop eating this and it starves the cancer and escapes death. The ketogenic diet may be a key to cancer recovery. I don't think that's... I don't think that's the um, be-all, end-all for cancer, but it is a proven fact that cancer does uh, thrive off of glucose, typically. Any type of sugar that it, uh, carbohydrate breakdown, is will feed cancer. So if you have somebody that's a carboholic and they have cancer, you got to get them on a lower, low-carb type diet um, in addition to whatever you're doing, or you should, because you could be kind of undoing the effect of another. Anyway, this article, this report explains that. I'm not going to go into all that. I do give you the links to this, and it will be on the PDF for free. You can access anytime, um, and it would be for the date of uh, June 28, 2014, at contendingfortruth.com. So back to the main report. What if $9.3 billion were used to clean up the environment Messes from fracking. Now, this is they're, they're using this because they're saying that this one drug, um, annual sales for this one drug, Humira, was $9.3 billion, and this is supposedly a drug to inhibit cancer, tumor growth, which is just garbage. What if the $9.3 billion were used to clean up the environment messes from fracking, oil drilling, oil spills, mining, nuclear meltdowns like Fukushima, chemtrails, pesticide and herbicide spraying, chemical dumping, and more? that have all in part caused cancer. Because there is just not one cause of cancer. When people say, yes, this is the only... No, no, wrong. There's a lot of different causes for cancer. And Satan wants it that way. He doesn't want it to be just so easy where, oh yeah, I discovered the cure for this uh, cancer. I think you can have a cure, but the causes are legion. It's, it's, so you have to kind of understand. That's why I like to take a broad approach to things that typically involves, you know, building up the system through whole food type herbs and, and, 
and foods, and then also detoxification, and in, um, you know, possibly lifestyle changes and dietary shifts and things of this nature. I think you get a better result that way if you approach things in that manner. So our money and our health is wasted on these companies, and we need, we need to unplug from the drugs. We are typically overworked, undernourished, overfed, and lied to. You don't need another pill. What really needs to pop is the illusionary bubble that Big Pharma is the answer. Okay, so the next part is a little bit longer. So I like to kind of... I don't like to like end in the middle of, of one report and go to another part in the teaching. I just like to have everything con, uh, contained into the one. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two next. So God bless you, and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N. D-I-N-G for F-O-R truth T-R-U-T-H dot com In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.